people get really frustrated and then they burn out and they say it's all a hoax. But really, when it comes to the art of manifestation, there's a lot of grit and tenacity that is required. Like you absolutely have to have a vision. You absolutely have to believe like the, the woo stuff is real, but it has to be backed up and substantiated with action and ongoing action, especially when it looks like it's not working. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hi. Hi. Okay, you guys, um, this woman needs no introduction. You've already heard her on the podcast before, but we're already having her back because She's phenomenal and multifaceted in so many ways. Nicole Mitchell, thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you. One, we had the best time in person with you last time, and we talked about so many things. So if you missed that episode, it's linked in the show notes. Go listen to it. However, one of the things that I have been following you and this loving that you talk about is manifestation, like making our visions happen. And so I wanted to bring you back, and I want to just like nerd out and mm. go deep because I think people can get a little woo-woo on the manifestation thing. But mm -hmm. I guess before we go right into that, maybe just a quick little two-second, well, two-minute intro, like who you are and what you rock at, just in case people haven't listened to the last one. Yes. So thank you, Leslie, for having me. I'm Nicole Mitchell. I'm known as many things. One of those things is pastor turned stripper. I'm a life coach. I've gone from food stamps to seven figures, and I'm really good at helping people unlock their power, their pleasure, and their profit. Yeah. I, um, I love how concise all of that is and like each one has its own like life story that goes to it. totally um i guess like the I've, i feel like the only way any of those could have happened was because of visualization and, and true oh my like clarity around what you want so i hear people say i'm manifesting this they throw that word around a yes. lot what are some like myths around manifesting that you hear or some misconceptions about it yes i think one of the biggest one is like if you just say it it'll happen if oh, you think it once, it'll happen. Yes. It's just like a one and done kind of thing. And people get really frustrated and then they burn out and they say it's all a hoax. But really, when it comes to the art of manifestation, there's a lot of grit and tenacity that is required. Like you absolutely have to have a vision. You absolutely have to believe like the, the woo stuff is real, but it has to be backed up and substantiated with action and ongoing action, especially when it looks like it's not working. Mm -hmm. That to me, I found my own personal journey of manifestation is right when everything looks like it's fallen apart, that has always been my catalyst to the greater things. But most people freak out as everything's falling apart. You're thinking this doesn't work. Not only does it work, it's made everything worse. And that's when they bail. And it's literally three feet from the goal. They're right, for, like, right there and they quit right before the finish line. And it kills me every time. Cause I'm like, I've seen this happen so many times that shift, that rearranging that feels like a disaster. It's a divine rearranging means you're right there. Stay the course. Mm. Yeah. This house that we're sitting in when I like, I spent time in April with one of my coaches and she had this whole like quantifying your vision. So we, it wasn't just enough to like have a vision. Like she had all these questions and all these prompts, but we had to quantify it. We had to actually go, how much does all these things that we want in this dream life cost? Because not to scare you to be like, you can't ever afford that, but to like 
have clear goals around what that is. You can actually say yes to that. And so I was very clear on this like five bedroom house. I had this yard, like I would be had it all pictured and Brad and I were on the same page and we came to Vegas, you guys, and the real estate agents took all these houses and I was like, none of these are the vision. And how did I get this so wrong? Like, I felt like I was so wrong about it. And we got in the car kind of bummed because we, first of all, we rented a car to come to Vegas to see these houses because we didn't have a car. And we got in the car. We're like, let's just drive to where we fell in love with Vegas first and then like drive around till we find something. And I remember being on the phone with someone and I was just kind of like at a loss. We came back to LA. We hadn't found anything, but I just hadn't, I couldn't give up on this goal. And I wanted to move by June 1st. And this is like nine days before June 1st. And I'm on the phone with her. and I'm like, I can't be wrong about this. Like I know I have had the vision. I'm so clear on it. I know everything that I, it's going to cost. We can afford all of this. Like everything is ready, but I didn't find it. And I don't understand. And I got off the phone with her and I was like, I just can't be wrong. I know I'm not wrong about this. I opened my phone and there was an email from the real estate agent. Like, I think I found this one house for you. And you guys were staying in the house and you know, no one would, everyone said, you can't move in nine days. I'm like, no, we're gonna move in nine days. We moved in nine days. But I think there was that moment where I could have just given up. Yes. And we, we did not, we like, we kind of get through. So I feel like (sighs) that is the hard, that is the hardest part. What do you do when you are like, and everything is a mess. And like, you're like, you, I mean, you're, you're so equipped and you know that it's going to work out. But like, what did, what are yeah. some tools that you use to like, un, when everything feels like it's falling apart? I still panic. Let me just clarify. <laughs> like as a professional manifester, I do feel like I've, I've really nailed the art of it. I still panic. I call it my holy tantrums. Like I throw divine fits where I like, I'll punch pillows. I'll curse the universe. I'll be so mad. I'll be like, I know these laws. I know how this works. Why the F is this not happening yet? Why the F does it look like everything's falling apart? Why do things have to fall apart? Like I am so like, direct with the divine because I know the universe can handle it, first of all. And second of all, it does something in me. When I can get all that rage out and not have to pretend like I'm okay with it, it does something to me. Once I get it out, I come back. But I found when I try to keep in to be proper and to be appropriate and to like be a person of faith and trust, like it would just boil under my skin. So I've really found that having a tantrum really helps me get it out of my system without letting me quit. Okay, thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> I have all, I, I have to throw the tantrum, and yes. then I'm mad. Then sometimes I'm like, why do I just throw this tantrum all the time? Like, why can't I just like get to the point where it's after the tantrum? But there's something about like, if you're not gonna fight for it, yes, you know, like, it shows how much you care about it. It's it's like we have this idea like Zen, like I'm just always gonna be at peace, and it's totally fine. <laughs> but when you really care about something and you're so passionate about it and your your heart is screaming that this is meant for you, it it doesn't make sense that you'd be calm. It makes sense that you would panic and be mad and fret because you care so deeply. And this is what I love about it. It just that tantrum communicates how committed you are to that vision. And it's it's it really is a genuine spot of misery to know what is meant for you and to not be there yet. And it's in that state of misery. It's temporary, but gosh, it feels eternal when you're in it. Can you stay the course long enough to not quit nine days before that house showed up or whatever the goal you're calling in? Because it is temporary, but it's because you care so much. You know that is meant for you. It's going to cause you to throw some tantrums. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. You said this calling in. Yeah. Can you explain what you mean by that? Because I think that that's probably a part of manifestation most people don't do. 
So for me, so it's, I think we're maybe a little different. I do way better manifesting things. I don't know the logistics around things. I don't know the numbers. Like I like to get so dreamy in my head that I have no idea how on earth this could ever happen. And the more I try to figure out the how, the more I go crazy. So then my goal is to be like such a magnet that it just, it is forced to show up my reality. It like literally pulls it in. And I almost view it as like the split through fabric in time. Like this is how I visualize it. And like my hand grabbing the future and pulling it forward. Like it gets to be mine now. And it was interesting when I was flying into Vegas today, I always journal in my, on my flights or I read old journals. It's like my time, like as I'm elevating, literally I elevate energetically. Oh, that's so fun. It's my favorite ritual. So like I very capitalize, like as I'm literally rising up higher, I'm like, I am rising higher in my life. I'm making more money. I'm having more success. I'm having more family. Like it is such a symbol for me of like what's coming my way. So today I was reading an old journal and I read what I'd written in 2021. I'm like in 2021, I'm going to be a million dollar woman. And it was in 2022 that I became a million dollar woman. But I was like, oh my gosh, like back then I had no concept of how I'd make a million dollars. I just knew I was meant to make a million dollars. I had a heart for it. I had a vision for it and I declared it. And over time, as you take inspired action and you try different things and you put yourself out there, like it will find its way to you. So for me, it's less about me trying to chase it down and force it to happen. It's more of like, I surrender to this desire. I show the F up for it. And then I let the universe surprise me with how it shows up. Yeah, I definitely do the big picture vision. And the only... um that quantifying was the first time I ever did it. That only reason that helped me is because I actually grew up since I grew up with no money yes. and I never had money and actually six. So this year was my 10th year anniversary when I was homeless for the third and last time. Mm. Um, so like I actually was just like, you know, when you're like, I'll buy a house. Like I never even knew like how much money totally. one would need for that. So doing that just allowed me to know, okay, I have to make X number of dollars and y'all we made it the next weekend. So like, but like, I didn't go into that with the, I'm going to make this, like, I was like, we have this thing and it can do that. And I'm going to keep that vision in live. So I, I think, but I do I love that, but I do like that you, I like that elevating up. I, I got this new, I got a new remarkable tablet guys you're going to hear me talking about all the time because I can't read my own writing, which is why I've had a, str- <laughs> I've stopped journaling because I can't yes. read it, yeah. but I hate that I've stopped journaling because that's when I have been the most clear about what I want. Mm. So my, uh, we had Claire Sparrow on the show and she has one and I was at her house in the UK and she's, I was like, can I just try it? You guys, it can read my own horrible writing. I'm lefty. It can read it. So it's on its way to this house right now. And I'm like gonna. That's what I mean. I knew ritual and planes because I, I love that. that. Yes, <laughs> I'm like into. And you know what the reason I actually started this is back. So I was on food stamps for nine years, and I made this intention that because traveling I couldn't afford it, and I was afraid that when I would travel I was losing money. Right, this was my mindset mm. back then. Very traditional, very lack based, and I wanted to believe the principle, right, of the law of multiplication that anytime you circulate, spend, or invest money, it always comes back to multiply. Yes. So I very much direct that towards travel. So I very intentionally said whenever I travel, I always make more money. I have money making ideas. I make connections. Clients mm. hire me. Like, so I very intentionally, every time I flew, I'm journaling and I'm journaling kind of to save my life because I'm like, I'm spending this money. I'm on food stamps. This is so irresponsible. My heart says this is what I meant to do. So I'm journaling. Like I'm a wealthy woman. I make millions of dollars. I'm a massive success, like massive fame, like almost as like a, a plea to God. Like I'm doing this as a commitment to my future self and to who I'm mm. becoming. I refuse to stay where I am. And that ritual is now carried on for five years. Like it's become my most sacred time to remember who I am as I elevate as a reminder that we are always evolving and transforming. And I've only just gotten started. Mm. 
I love that. Okay. So I want to know how, what, cause I feel like I, I can picture you there and I'm, I, and because I've had similar situations, how do you write? I am this when you're not that yet. Like, what is the, what is, what do you have to tell yourself or believe? Like, what's that? Because I feel like that's a bean until you see it. And that's part yes. of the manifestation. Like so many people, like I believe I'm a million dollar person, but if you are on food stamps, like there is there's dissonance there that yeah. the brain is, you know, there's totally. a brain there that's going to be like, you're not. So how did you, how do you overcome that? So for me, for my truth, and you have to let me know if this resonates with you, Leslie, and those of you listening, I actually find when I get still and I declare these statements, they feel like the truthiest truth I could speak. Me on food stamps felt like a fraud. Mm-hmm. That actually felt like a fraud. Me wanting a million dollars did not. Like when I got really still, since I was a young girl, I've wanted to be famous. I wanted to be rich. I've wanted to be successful. It was never allowed in the spaces I grew up in. That was never looked up. Like I was very much looked down upon, very much shamed and shunned. And so I quickly and quietly stuffed those desires down. So when I got older and started learning manifestation and owning these desires I've always had, it felt like coming home. Mm. And sure, there's moments your brain's like, you're not that, but more than not, it was like, it felt good to breathe into, breathe life into and speak into existence what I've always wanted. And the frustrate, the frustration was, why am I this when I'm meant to be that? Why am I in food stamps when I'm meant to be a millionaire? Mm. Why, why am I struggling at home when I'm meant to be a, a CEO? Like this, this is the fraud. This is truth. And so it became easier like to really own it. And I think this is what people need is permission to own the audacity and the size of your dreams. Because we're always taught to shrink to make it palatable for me to be like, I want to be the millionaire would never have flown in my family, in my circles or in my church. So I had to keep that quiet. But what would it look like for us to believe in each other's size of our dreams and our audacity and ability to manifest it, to become it, to achieve it? It would make it so much easier for people to speak it aloud, own it, and I think call it in. Okay. So many just different gems. Everyone has to rewind and go back because I want to listen. I love all of it, but I love that you shared what if that the life you were living was actually the fraud. Yes. That I think is actually most people's existence, but they don't, they think it's real. Yes. And this is the power of the illusion. <laughs> like it's a <laughs> strong as fuck. It's like when you're on food stamps and you can't pay your bills and you're crying, I would cry myself to sleep almost every night because I had such severe anxiety from not being able to provide for a family. Like it feels as real as anything. And so this is where I had to work really hard at finding two minutes of peace to find the, the teeny tiny kernel of truth in my soul. Where like that whisper that would not go away that said, you were meant for more than this, Nicole. Mm -hmm. This is not all there is. But it was quiet enough to where I think a lot of people stuff it down, ignore it, and convince themselves this is as far as they're going to get. This is how it's always going to be. But for those of us brave enough to water that kernel, to water that seed, to let it grow little sprouts within you, Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel crazy. People are going to tell you like, don't don't raise your hopes only to – lose them, like be realistic. Yeah, I don't want to be realistic because at the end of the day, I don't want a realistic life. I want a mind-blowing life. So I have to have mind-blowing beliefs about mind-blowing possibilities if that's what I actually want. So the more I watered it, the more I started to feel it, the more I started to identify it, the more I started to experience it. But you have to intentionally cultivate that because it will not happen on its own with all the odds you're facing. Yeah, because your internal voice is just yours and every other voice around you of all the people and all their fears and all the projections, all those people who haven't listened to their voice in generations Yes, telling you Ooh, something. It's got goosebumps. Oh, I think that's so cool. Okay. So how did you listen to your 
<laughs> did, so, you, did you know it was your voice? Like this might sound crazy, but like I feel like when I first heard my own voice, I remember going, oh, who is that? <laughs> I, you guys, I remember driving on the 101 freeway as in my last relationship. And I heard myself say, dear God, can you just have him break up with me? Cause I don't actually know how to get out of this. And I remember going, who is talking right now? Oh my God. I love that so much. <laughs> but it's so true. Like we've become so disconnected from our own truth mm-hmm. and our own voice that it does feel foreign. And then we've been taught to not, especially as women. And if, especially if you're from a marginalized community, if you're a person of color, if you're queer, if you're disabled, like You've been taught to not trust your body. You've been taught to not trust your desires. You've been taught to not trust your intuition. So when you're you're trying to find your voice again, there is a lot of doubt and there is a lot of confusion. But the more you just practice and try, it'll become clearer and clearer. So what I did in the beginning when I didn't have my voice, I clung onto the person whose voice resonated with me. And that like kind of woke up my voice. The more I heard them speak, the more I read what they wrote, the more I listened to their live streams. I'm like, I could feel her coming alive in me. And then back then I had, my kids are really little. I have three kids and I was exhausted and I'm still nursing in the middle of the night and we're so broke and everything's so stressful and I'm not a morning person. So the only time I could afford peace and sanity in my life, I would set my alarm two minutes, literally two minutes before my kids got up. I couldn't do five. I couldn't do 30 minutes. God, I'm not, I'm not that extreme. I'm, I need my sleep. But then I laid two minutes and I would just, I would visualize being a wealthy woman. I would visualize the big home I would have. I'd visualize living in the state of my dreams. And it felt crazy considering my circumstances. But those two minutes eventually became five minutes. Eventually became my tradition back then was every time I was at a a red light, because I was driving all the time, I would stop and I'd visualize. And I would start crying because I could see it and feel it and smell it and taste it so clearly. The light would turn green. I'd snap back to reality and go. So I would, I would incorporate these moments, these triggers, like a mm-hmm. red light or flying on a plane. Who are you really, Nicole? What is your truth? What do you want? Remember that above all the noise that you're facing right now. Mm. Okay. So, so many things I love about this. First of all, y'all, when you if you do this right before you wake up, there's a reason why morning pages are called morning pages and you're supposed to do them as soon as you wake up. And I have people go, well, can I do it after I have coffee? No, you're supposed to do it. It says in the morning. Why? Your theta, it's like there's a wave. It's the, it's, you're almost still in hypnosis. So it's actually one of the best times to do meditation, visualization, um, journaling, because there's just the, the part of your brain that's actually still kind of doing the work is the one that's in that's, I'm going to be wrong, but I had a hypnotherapist on here. It's that it's like almost hypnotic. And so Mm -hmm. you can actually really retrain your, rewire your brain to what it is that you want to see. The other thing I love about it is you're doing small doses. So it's not, you're not changing your entire life. 30 minutes is way too much. I can't. Um, Y'all read tiny habits. He will even tell you, you cannot go from zero to 30 minutes on anything, no matter how much you want it. The other thing I love is that like you're spending more and more time trying to hear your voice and see your thing and throughout the day, because that's the only way to find the evidence that the universe is out there. So you could be the magnet that you're saying, like yeah. to go back to manifestation, the only way you can magnet anything in is if you can actually see that, oh, that's that's the turn I'm supposed to make. And you can only trust that turn because you've seen it so many times in your 
in your yes, visions. I would um, write affirmations down on sticky notes and plaster them all over my kitchen, my bathroom, my hallways, my bedroom, literally everywhere I walked because I just, I had to inundate my psyche that was convinced I would be poor for the rest of my life, that possibilities exist, up-leveling exists, manifestation exists, wealth exists for Nicole. Not just for, I felt like it existed for everyone but me. And then friends would come over and I'd tear through my house to tear all the sticky notes down because I couldn't afford anyone's kickback. I couldn't mm. afford anyone making fun of me because I was so fragile at this and I was such a baby, like a late, not an insult, like a beginner. And so I would take them all down and then once everyone left, I'd plaster them back up. Like I was very protective of myself the first year when I was learning how to manifest and visualize a different future for myself. So anything you can do counts every small thing. I, and I teach my clients, it will compound like your cup's going to fill, 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 fill. And then it's going to spill over into abundance. So if you do those sticky notes, you take two minutes here, a minute at the stoplight, it all adds up and it will help you get where you're meant to be. Yeah. Um, thank you for bringing back up. And we talked about this more in the first episode we had you on was just like protecting. You have to, you have to protect this beginner, this new version of you, whatever it is, because you don't have the muscle to like articulate always like why you're doing what you're doing. And anyone who could act like, even if it was a simple question of like, why do you do this? And it doesn't even have to have the tone of negativity. It could just be curiosity. But if you're, if you don't feel like you have the words to say it in a way that feels confident, that could actually keep you from putting them back up. So I, I love that we brought that back up. Okay. So manifesting, obviously you do visualize there's that, but like it can't just be, okay, speak into existence, like the secret, which everybody was like all in. I'm, I, I think my own family got into the secret, which I thought was very interesting for a moment. They're like, you gotta speak it out. Gotta speak it out. <laughs> but what, but it's also combined with, as you said, grit and tenacity. So yes. how do you, do you, you write these things down? Do you put them somewhere and then you call them in? Like, what are those steps yeah. looking like? So it, it's easier to call something in the more it's normalized in your brain and your body. So when I was poor, I wanted, I had no idea what wealth was like. And so I started going to like fancy cafes just to sit and I'd order the cheapest thing on their menu. And then I remember one time I'm like, I'm going to order the most expensive. And it was a latte that had gold flakes on it, like 24 karat flakes. And I'm sat there and I'm like, I'm so rich right now. But like just to normalize, oh, people do this every day. I can afford one latte a month. People do this every day. I would go to the lobbies of super rich hotels. I felt like such a fraud. I was like waiting to get caught. Like you, miss, what are you doing here? Ah, like I would, and no one cares. It's a freaking hotel. But it just showed up what an outsider I felt like when it came to beautiful things, to wealth, to elegance, to glamour. And so like I started to expose myself. I would make vision boards, right? Literally like old school sky. I'm like printing off million dollar homes from California. I'm printing off beach sunsets. I'm printing off dollar signs. I'm printing off the number of money I want to make someday. I started like I remember one time I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I want to meet a millionaire. I never met one before. And that felt like an alien from space. Like there's so few and far between. They probably don't exist. I hear they exist, but I've never seen one in my real life. And now almost everyone I know in my life is a millionaire. It it's, is crazy. It's crazy. You all, it's, it is insane how many millionaires are out there. Yes. In fact, now it's like, that's not even enough. Like the billionaires. Like, you yeah. Know? Millionaires. Now I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> But like, no, but if, if you haven't, like, I, oh my God, you're taking me back in time because I, <laughs> there are certain things I would do to make, make sure that I could tell myself I was wealthy. Like even when I was homeless, I ate at Whole Foods Yeah, and I went to the, I went to the salad bar guys and I have no idea how much the salad was going to cost. But like, I was like, nope, I am not, I am not someone who is going to have ramen. I don't even know where I get gluten-free ramen, <laughs> but I'm not going to have ramen for lunch. Like I'm going to have a regular 
meal. I'm going to sit out here in Brentwood while celebrities walk out of that yes. Whole Foods. Not because I wanted to be, that was, I wasn't actually manifesting being famous, but I wanted to live and be welcomed in that neighborhood. And I wanted to stop like my manifestation was like, I will no longer get an apartment somewhere because that's what I can afford. I will get an apartment somewhere because that's where I want to live. And that was like my thing. And I would, so I would sit there and it was this way of taking action in a, in a like action towards the vision. Like this is going to be comfortable. In fact, it'd be so normal for me to park at this Whole Foods. It's not going to be like, who is this person here? Is she selling like signatures on the front of the Whole Foods? No, I don't work here. This is where I shop. This is where I eat. Um, there was somebody who used to write their scripts, I think, at, uh, it wasn't the Waldorf. There's a very famous um, hotel that's uh, escaping me over on Sunset Boulevard. It's, uh, it's uh, if Brad was here, he could tell, he's like, probably he's trying to tell me what it is through my brain, but like <laughs> where script writers would go to write their scripts mm -hmm. because they wanted to someday be staying famous enough and rich enough to stay at that hotel um all i can think about you guys if you're trying to like which hotel it's the one Lindsay lohan was at there's been other famous people i just can't think of it right now <laughs> i love it the other thing that's really helped me manifest and normalize my goals is hiring those who already have it mm -hmm. so hiring mentors or coaches or guides people who have the lifestyle you want the money you want the business you want even today i was interviewing um, a business owner, he's been a restaurant and gambling owner for 20 years. And I'm like, you need to mentor people that like opening a, a restaurant, a brick and mortar business is absolutely terrifying, huge risk. Lots of people don't make it. You've had a massively successful for 20, 20 years. You need to mentor people. He's like, I want to mentor people. So you want to gravitate towards those who have it. You want, if you can't afford them at first, read everything you can on them online, watch their podcast interviews, like mm -hmm. do everything to be in their energy. And if there's ever an opportunity to take a, a free masterclass or a small price master, like do whatever you can to learn from them. I would say that's been one of my biggest hacks is instead of trying to fumble along and figure it out on my own, I hire people who are already where I want to be and be like, tell me everything you know. And then it, being in their energy, being in that, like being, learning their understanding how they approach things makes it so much faster for me to get there. Okay. Yes. To, okay, that is awesome because you are skipping the line. You are not. Yes. Because also when you're, especially when you're new to manifesting, you're especially when you're new to like calling in what you want and having that grit and tenacity, nothing sucks more than trying to like fumble along uh -huh. and then realize you've been going down the wrong road this whole time. It is. And if you don't have the strength and that muscle believing, like, no, I do believe this, it could be a setback that just takes you out. So I do love that. I, um, the first time I hired a business coach, um, people are like, what did you hire a business coach for? I'm like, I'm taking my business to private school. Yes. And they're like, what? I'm like, why does everyone pay for private school for their kids? It's not like they're learning anything different. They're learning the same things that every other kid's learning. It's just that they have smaller class sizes and what? A network. Mm -hmm. And so that is what happens when you, <laughs> and I need my business to be in private school because you get to skip the line. You get yes. you get more connections. And and yes, I everything I did before I hired a business coach, I learned from a podcast and I like, I treated podcasts like I paid for that education. Yes. I'm like, I had a notepad out. Every time I listened to certain podcasts, I was like, what are my three takeaways? In fact, I found a podcast where the host actually goes, here's my takeaways. And I was like, great, I'll just write yours down. That sounds great. Thank you. But like, so I, that's what's so crazy in the world that we live today, that there's actually so much that you can do if you can't afford to hire anyone. In fact, every, every single one of these multi- figure coaches out there have podcasts or have free content. So much content. That I'm going to tell you right now, 
I promise you they're giving their best stuff away for free if they're yes. doing it right. Yep. It's just out of order. So if you can take the time to reorder it, you you can, you can get an MIT to education without paying for MIT now. Every, totally. All their education is free. The only way you get the degree is if you pay them. Mm-hmm. So if you want the certificate, you pay them. But like it's all out there. It goes back to that grit and tenacity. Like, are you going to be willing to like stop just thinking about it and actually like take some action towards what you're thinking about? I I'll get that feedback once in a while. Like, why do you charge for this? This should be free. If it's if it matters so much, you should make it available to the masses. So a couple of thoughts on that's like I put out so much free content that if you t- if you consume my free content and implement it in your life, it would change your life. Mm-hmm. Period. Second, we take for granted things that are free. If advice worked, the coaching business wouldn't exist. <laughs> Obviously, taking free advice does not have the same impact as hiring a mentor who can guide you through real sh- real shit in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just trusting that there is enough information for you to get started. And then I will say this because it's really important because woo and manifestation and personal development is so popular right now. Don't let yourself get scammed. There's a lot of people who can make you big lofty promises. You're going to make $7 million in seven weeks. It's like, and it gets you excited because you feel like anything's possible. But if your gut's saying something feels off, your gut is always telling you the truth. So I would much rather start with someone smaller, someone more grounded, someone who's not as big. Cause it's like, there's something I can relate to. There's something I can connect to. So really trust your intuition. Don't get caught up on the gimmicks and the bells and whistles of people trying to like dazzle you into the program. Hire the person or the people that you really resonate with. You can tell they have integrity. You can tell they're legit. Those are the people to learn from. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Because I mean, even some of the really big name coaches out there that, you know, everyone knows who these guys are, they have they sell people courses, but if you don't actually have an idea, if you don't know how to, it's like you can buy it. It doesn't mean it's going to make you money. In fact, there's like, yes. shout out to this podcast. My favorite. I listened to Queen of the Con. Season four is all about the Real Housewife from Salt Lake City. And she had these companies that would, you would, they look legit. You would like Google like work from home course. And then, you know, they had all the stuff, but they were like, oh, well, if you want that, you buy this. Oh, that only works if you buy this. And it was like yes. all these things. And truly like, as a business coach, we're very honest. We'll tell you if we're yes. right for you. We'll tell you if we're wrong for you. Like, yes. oh, actually, this is not going to be the best thing for you. Yes. And you go do these things. Here's why we think your idea is amazing. Here's what it's going to take to get mm-hmm. there. Super, super honest. Even in the 15-minute consultation call with Brad does, you'll get coaching because we'll be like, I love that idea. Here's why yes. you need to have uh, assistant <laughs> to do that. Like, just it, really honest information. you got to find coaches like that because – you can get, you can buy the wrong course yeah. or be scammed or and all also kinds of scams. You got to know yourself. Do you yes. need, like I, I bought a course recently and I'm halfway through it and I have uh, six more months to finish it. And I had to make appointments with myself to do it because I actually yes. show up better when it's live. I'm so that I was, was going to say the exact same thing. I'm like, you have to know what kind of learner you are. I will ship something live. I will not ship something pre-recorded. I just know myself. And the only way I will ship something pre-recorded is just like you said, I literally put my calendar 4 p.m. on Tuesday watching module one of this program. Otherwise, I never get around to it. But live, and, and which is why to this day, even though I've been in business for five years, I could automate and sell all my programs forever and never, never teach live again. I teach every single one live. Yeah. Because I know I'm a better learner when it's live energy. I love being able to like meet you in real time. Like talk to me. Where are you at? I will give you feedback right now. Like yeah. so there's benefits to both. So I have people who thrive in courses and I'm the kind of person who thrives with life energy. So just know your style and support yourself in yeah. that direction. Yeah. And like, and and then also it's okay to be where you are. Like, yes. for example, the particular course I bought, the reason I bought it was I was like, I like this idea. I've listened to her podcast. She has valid information. I don't want to spend 
Like I yes. love spending money. Agreed. Uh, but I was like, I don't want to spend that money on that thing. What I can, mm-hmm. I just want this module. Yes. So I've had to go, okay, it's in my calendar. I had to literally tell Brad, okay, this is on Mondays at 10 a.m. I'm going to watch the thing. I'm going to do the thing. And then I'm going to do these things. And yeah. so I've had to do it and tell them every Monday, okay, here's what I learned today on this course. I love it. <laughs> because otherwise I know myself, but if, if I, if I can, I love a live event. I love being in a room with people, even if it's a Zoom room. And even as a presenter, like one of the things we did this year was where we have a bunch of courses. They're not outdated, but like the technology is better. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I want to update the content. We are filming them live and we're selling mm-hmm. the tickets to come live for like nothing, 25 bucks. So as I can give this information away, I but I know that the recorded content will have the energy of how I show up when it's live. Because if I, if I pre-record stuff, it's like, <laughs> you're like talking to a white wall in this room. It's not so it's yeah. not fun. So, um, but that, but I, I would prefer more people to come to the live one yes. and pay less amount and get yes. all that information. It's just how I am. So I, I, but yes. you do, you have to like learn it and you have to know what you have, ex- what's accessible and what you're valuing right now. And it's okay to go, Oh my God, I would love to spend that, but this is all I have. Who does that? But mm. there's a couple people who are into the coaching industry who are like, well, once you just spend the money, it's the, this is like the, the new secret where it's like, you just yes. say it out loud. Now there's people who are like, just once you invest the money, that's the same. Like you basically have done it. It's like, no, you should get coaching for the money that you're investing. Like yeah. there should be calls. There should be some sort of something that's going to help you. It can't just be like putting the money out there. It's like those old church shows that were like, oh my send your money in and we'll pray your bills away. Yes. That's the same thing. It's still not going to work. Their bills are still there. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I love that you said that. Like you just start where you are. I know we all wish we were further down the road and we wish you could hire this. And I want to give you this piece of wisdom is like, you are the only one who can save you. Mm-hmm. And that's like both good and bad. It's bad because we want someone else to save us. It just feels e- easier. If I can throw money at you and Leslie can save me, hallelujah. That's not how it works. I'm the only person who can save me at the end of the day. So if there's a mentor or a guide or a coach who's like, if you don't hire me, you're not going to make it, run. You are so brilliant. You are so capable. You come from the divine. You've got this. You're going to make it. It might take you a little bit longer, but you, you've you got this on your own. You only want to hire someone not because you need, need them, not because they're pressuring you, not because they say if you don't buy the highest ticket, you're not actually committed. I see all this kind of bogus stuff on the internet. It's like you want to hire someone because there's a, there's there's an electric charge there. There's an alignment there, not because they're going to save you, but they represent who you can become. Mm-hmm. They've saved themselves and you now see, oh, I can save myself. So just be aware of any coach or leader who's like, well, if you don't hire me or if you don't buy my highest ticket, you can't make it. That's all BS. You, you'll you make it and just you're going to hire the right person, the right amount, the right price for you. Yeah. There's something at every level there because yes. there's just always is. And I love that you brought that up because it is it is all in you. Like the coach is. The co- is a thing that people... I think fig get wrong with coaches. They are a guide. They're not the hero. Yes. You know, You're the hero of you your are, own story. Yes. 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 And like, I think that's what a lot of people, if you're listening, if you are, um, in the service industry of some kind, whether you're a coach or a teacher or whatever, that we also get wrong. We think I, like as a Pilates instructor, I used to think I have to be the one that helps them get that exercise. Mm. No, they have to show up. They have to, they have to do their part. They have to, the part. they have to get their mind in the moment. All I can, all I can do is choose the exercises I think are going to be the best for them, mm-hmm. but they have to do the work. And once you can change that 
it helps you have so much ownership. Nothing it's, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And then you can also go, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? And how do I grow from this? And you, I, I don't know. It's very more empowering to figure out like you have it all in you. And this person can help you because it's a nice reminder. Like my, my m- most recent coach, she was not even that many steps ahead of us. She was just enough mm. ahead of us that I could learn a lot. She had grit and tenacity and she, she pushed me to dream even bigger. And then she showed me how she was even doing it in that moment. And I loved that because it was this, it was, it was helpful yep. and I, it has accountability and I couldn't let the old stories ever show up because I kept surrounding myself mm-hmm. with her. Um, so I just think that it's really, really important, but she always reminded me, she's like, you are the one doing the work. All I can hear are the tools and tips. If I was in your shoes, here's what I would do, but you have to show up and do it. And you have to believe that you're going to do it. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong is they, they, they hire a person who tells them it's my way and that's the only way you're gonna make it. Or they stop believing and they stop doing it. And they think that if I spent the money, it's going to happen. Cause I, I put the money yes. over here. <laughs> it drives me crazy, crazy when I, I see coaches promote that. And it makes me so mad because like you said, it's the same message just wrapped in different clothing or, you know, it's like, just give me all your money and you'll somehow miraculously make it. It's not that simple. Like if it, I'm like, run, 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 because <laughs> you have to show up and you have to save yourself. And I think a really good coach or guide, like reflects back to your greatness. And also like I can, you've learned things about business. I've learned things about this. I have so much business sage and wisdom I can give you that I knew nothing about a few years ago. So we have a lot of practical stuff. We have a lot of energetic stuff. And I tell my clients who've been with me long-term when they first start working with me, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of knowledge. And then it, it elevates and evolves into energetic transmissions. And then it evolves into vibration. So now people come to me further along in their journey, less for the information and more for the vibration. Like when they come into my world, they feel me, they feel, and they, they feel them shifting. And then when the situations come up there in their life or their business or finances, they show up differently because of this vibration they feel. So it, be, it becomes more woo and it becomes incredibly effective, but it's gonna be different for you along your journey. If you're in a journey of like, you need lots of information, you're gonna hire a coach who can give you a lot of information. If you're in a season of like, I just need you to infuse my days with like energetic laws, then do that. Mm. I see you crushing it. I want to be a mentee under you, watching you live your life, absorbing the way you do life because that's going to meet you and serve you massively. So there's like different phases you're going to find yourself in, mm-hmm. which is why there is no like, just pay here and you'll you'll be saved. Yeah. Where are you? What do you need? What do you desire? Hire based on that. Yeah. Okay. So something that like, there's a, I'm one of those people who's like, I love to know a little bit more. Uh, about the manifestation yes. to you. So you journal and yes. you, when you elevate, you elevate uh, yes. on the plane, all that stuff. Um, do you vision board? Do you like mm-hmm. vision board? Do you think that's part of it? Like mm-hmm. what are some tools and tips that people who are wanting to make manifestation? Cause I, Absolutely. anytime I've ever had gotten what I wanted, it's because I was, I mean, I was got clarity. I had the vision and I took the action. Yes. And anytime I'm not where I want to be, I'm like, well, when's the last time you actually thought about that? When's the last time you actually took some time to, yes, to remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing, what you want, and maybe even dream a little bigger because sometimes we get we get a little small on that, and then call it in. I I, I I'm very clear. I'm like, oh, we're we're not happy because we didn't do the vision work. So, mm. what are what are your tools? I do all the things. So I journal, and I used to not be a journaler. 
Um, it's annoying. I don't have time. Why, my hand gets cramped. I'd rather type, but I just Are find, you left-handed? I'm left-handed. And so when you said that, I was like, she's left-handed too. <laughs> I just watched her do it with her hand. Yeah. It cramps because no one taught us how to hold a pencil. <laughs> and also, if you're using the pen, you can just smear it or a pencil. Like, oh my gosh. You can't read it. And because you're, we're, in a, we're raised in a right-handed society, you're, you use your hand, right hand for almost everything. So you just don't utilize your left hand the same amount like you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Right. So for those of you who are not journalers, there's hope for you is what I'm saying because I was not a journaler but now I'm very intentional about it. I did sticky notes. I definitely believe in vision boards. Like when I was living in Midwest and the food stamps and we were struggling to make our $700 mortgage payment, I didn't know how on earth we were going to move to California that has $5,000 lease payments. And like, so I printed like these gorgeous, huge California homes to start normalizing my psyche. Mm -hmm. I'd watch YouTube videos of the ocean crashing because I so badly want to get out of the frigid weather for warm weather. I'm like, I'm going to be sailing the beach every day. Like this is going to be my norm someday. I make playlists of music that makes me feel so alive and powerful. I I have a money playlist and I have an unleashed playlist. The money's about all about becoming rich. And then my unleash is like feeling expressed, empowered. I say what I want. I do what I want. I wear what I would listen to that. Working out used to be a big component my first few years because whenever I'd work out, I'd feel so powerful. And that is often when I would go live on my Facebook, sweaty, no makeup, gross, and so fucking charged and alive. And like, that's how I started drawing in some of my clients because there's no pretense. There's no perfection. There's no perfect post. It's just like real time Nicole in the flow and in the zone. And that helps call in. The last thing I will say in addition to visualization. So back in the day when I was poor and I was like, someday I'm only going to fly first class. Like that mm-hmm. is a dream. Well, it's one thing to say that, visualize it, want it. It's another thing to fork over the money for it. And so I remember the first time I paid for first class ticket, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is irresponsible because I'm I'm on food stamps. But I, it was such an expander for me. So I flew the first flight on first class, totally life-changing. A month or two later, I had my next flight and I was like, oh gosh. And this time when I went to look at the first class, it was four times the price of the economy. So it wasn't even double. My last one was double. This is four times the price. And I'm like, oh no, that I can't. And so I chickened out, bought the economy. I could not sleep that night because I was out of integrity with my identity. Mm. My identity says I'm a first class woman. Then why on earth did you buckle? Because I believed I couldn't make it. Like if, what if I pay for it? And then the money doesn't show up. It was all fear-based and lack-based. Mm. The next morning I called the, the, the airline. I'm like, I need to upgrade to first class. I'm like, good. You called within 24 hours. We can upgrade you. I paid four times the price for it. I was freaking out. But I'm like, how can I say I'm going to become a woman who flies first class? who only buys it once and never buys it again. Mm -hmm. You have to have integrity. And so even now, this iteration of my journey, I want to fly private. And so I just bought a month ago my first ever private jet plane ticket for me and my partner, mind you, which felt amazing to be able to pay for two people. And I had like, it was a chance to normalize my nervous system. Like this Mm -hmm. is, this is safe. This is allowed. It's more than I'd pay for a regular ticket. But like, this is the life I'm, I want to be and have. And when I came out here today, I bought another private jet ticket. Just like I have to be integrity with what I say I want. So I just want you to know in your suitcase at the house, I looked and saw the JSX and I was like, yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. I love that you're in my life so much because like each person in our life gives us a little nugget of something, yes. right? Um, our mutual friend, Michael, like his, he's like, the drive he has, like mm. he is like, I feel like he's a hummingbird. He just mm. doesn't stop. But there's a couple things about you that remind me of things that like sometimes in my busyness, I can forget the manifestation, the showing up, getting dressed up, like planning an outfit. I'm like, look at her earrings. They change every time I see her. They're a different <laughs> pair. Like there's just certain things. I know I don't, I don't want to be a little bit earrings, but like 
there are things about people that are reminders Mm. of like the things that we want. And just to go back to manifesting, like putting people in our lives that are reminders of like, that's who I am. That's actually Mm. who I am. This this person over here, I'm not a fraud, but I'm just saying like the, like when you like going back to like, when you are living in a place where you're like, nothing about this makes sense. Nothing about this is the life I want to live. Like putting those people in your life. And I'm just so glad you got into, like you came into ours because you're just, there's so many things about you. I love, um, you have different things. You had sound, you have pictures, you have things you can touch all my senses, all of that. That is so cool. And then yes, with the action. And I think like you guys, it is, it is really true. Like putting the money, putting on the line, it does come back because there's a part of you that like will fight to make sure that happens. You will look for the evidence to make sure that happens because you won't, if you just bought the economy ticket, you actually wouldn't probably worry about making sure you could pay for that. Mm -hmm. But Holy fuck. You spent four times the price. You better put out the email or go meet the person or go to that networking event or, or do the, buy the domain. You might as well do the thing to like actually get that money back. I love that. It makes me want to read something. Can I read to you? So this is one of my old journal entries. And I'm like, this is so appropriate because it's about this next version of ourselves and having integrity and alignment and acting as though you're already her. Mm -hmm. This is another key part of manifestation is like, there's this idea like, oh, I'll act like an actor once I win an Oscar. Well, how the F are you going to become an, win an Oscar? You first have to identify as an actor. You have to show up as an actor. Even before you get your first acting gig, you have to show up in the identity before the thing is mm-hmm. ever here, right? So when I was flying here, I was reading my old like – when I like, money is my big thing, right? I I'm, I was so familiar with poverty. I, I only want to know wealth from now on. And because there's a lot of people who are in poverty, there's a lot of people I want to help. So it's really important for me that I stay – connected to my desire for why I want more money. Mm-hmm. So this is just one of my journal entries. And I hope it like serves and everyone and blesses everyone who's listening. I wrote, I am a motherfucking queen. I am a child of the divine who is worthy of all her desires, who is supported in all of her desires, who receives all of her desires because she is open to receiving open to having, open to more. She knows she is safe in her spending and safe in her having. And anytime she spends money, she makes more money every damn time. Any feelings of loss or lack or not being able to finish pain is just an illusion. Fear trying to convince that it's real when only love is real and love leads, guides, and provides always. Love is infinite. Money is infinite. I am infinite. I can afford anything and everything and always have extra surplus excess always Mm. that was me manifesting calling it in before i even had it trying to imagine what would it look like to live in a world where every time i spend money it always comes back to me multiplied where i identify as a queen who receives everything she wants because she feels worthy of it Mm -hmm. and now i feel like i'm there and i'm now taking it to the next level yeah um oh my god i love that and all i could think is like i'm gonna i think i'll be transcribed the podcast because y'all it's on the you can just like you can copy like and paste, copy it, and paste print it, it, put it, put it up, put on little post-its around yes. where you need it. Um, there's a, Abraham Hicks has a money rampage on YouTube. Mm. And whenever I'm feeling a little lack, I play it. It's five minutes long. You guys, I'll put it in the show notes. It is. It literally, I can't not think about how wealthy we are as soon as I'm done Got listening to it because I just like it, like, it's like, she's like, it's just so good. It's so good. When it comes on, I can actually quote it. I can't quote it in this moment, but like, it's so good. And I light a money candle. Yeah. I have <laughs> I a money candle. It. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> oh my God. I love my money candle. And it's, um, and it's because I really, 
I think a lot of people can listen to this and they might be like, we've said money many times. You guys, money is the is energy that allows us to not only show up more fully as ourselves, but it allows us to be there to give to the people that we love around us. Yep. I love when I can hire someone whose strength mm-hmm. is a weakness of mine. And I love when that there, when I get to pay them and that strength they have allows them mm. to support their family. Like I believe so fully in that. I love that mm. one of our assistants who's been with us, she built a fucking house, you guys. She built a house. She's having her second kid. Mm. Like she can do this. One of our other per- people where he lives, he is upper middle class where he lives because he works for us and I get to pay him. And you know what? When he got sick, he didn't go where people who are impoverished go. He got to go to an actual doctor mm-hmm. and get seen. And that is a difference between life and death sometimes. And yes. so like I make, I love making money because I can then give it away to these yes. people who, who's, who get to do their thing that they love so much. Mm. And, um, and it just makes me feel really good. So if you are listening to this and still at this point, after we said money all this time, and you're like, I don't know, trying to hope find other reasons to not like us. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> You you need to understand that you deserve all the money you want. It's not a bad thing. And someone told you a story a long time ago, and you can do really amazing things. We coach a lot of women whose partners make a lot of money. And so mm. that sometimes they're like, oh, I don't really need to make any money. And there's so many things I have to say that. One, you so don't know right. what's going to happen to your partner. Yes. So you just don't know Death, that. Death, divorce, disability happens to all of us. All of us. All the time. So unless your life insurance policy for that person is going to afford you the life you're accustomed to for many, many years, um, you, (laughs) you need to make money second, then make a money goal to give away. Mm -hmm. Just like, what if you could give away a hundred thousand dollars this year? What if you can give away a million dollars this year? Mm. What would that look like? How could you show up? Cause you know what? It is really fun. Like we give to the cupcake girls. I I fucking love seeing that money leave. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love giving it away. I wish we can give more away. I'm always looking for different charities. I'm like, oh, what can how much can we give them? I love it. So it's Mm -hmm. you can also have a money goal that gives things away, but you deserve, you don't have to like, you don't have to be a barely like, okay, I'm I'm fine with all of this. You don't have to and go, well, I'm lucky my partner makes a lot. So I don't have you're not taking. You are not taking money away from people because you made it. Mm-hmm. So just because you're living the fine life doesn't mean that you you don't have to, you can't want more or you can't yes. want to do something and provide for your children in a different way. Yes. Ultimately, money doesn't come from people. It comes through people. Mm-hmm. So like that can just eliminate guilt because if it doesn't come through that person, the divine's going to find another way to get that money to me. But it doesn't come from them. It comes through them. They're channels, they're portals mm-hmm. from the divine to give me my birthright, which is abundance. I always tell my people, if you have a good heart, you actually have a responsibility to get rich. Mm-hmm. Might be offensive or polarizing, but it's like the amount of good you can do if you have a good heart is multi- is exponentially more when you have resources. And so when I first started wanting to make money, I the only way I felt worthy of it was knowing I would give it away. I didn't feel worthy of it, but I felt worthy of passing it on. So if that becomes your only way to feel connected to money, let that become your portal for now. And then my mm-hmm. hope is over time, you directly feel worthy of it whether or not you give it away. Because eventually mm-hmm. I want you to feel so worthy that you have as much money as you dire, desire that you can do whatever you want with. You can mm-hmm. invest it, you can give it, you can build a company with it, you can hire employees with it. Like you can do mm-hmm. so many things with it. But sometimes, for, especially for women, I find they first have to justify they're gonna give a lot of it away to be able to call it in, which is great. But I don't want you to stop there. I want you to get a point where you can be like, I'm a motherfucking queen. I deserve all the money. I'm going to make millions of dollars. And then I will decide how I'm going to use that because I trust with your good mm-hmm. heart, you're going to make the right decisions. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Because I do think like 
There's plenty of people who have shitty hearts, you guys, who are making billions of dollars. Like, look, we can just, look up the long just, list. Just you actually just Google billionaires. You're gonna know all their names, and you're gonna know that they actually are assholes. Like, we yeah. can we can name a bunch of them on the top of our heads. All it's so, but it is true. It's like these most of these good people are like, oh, I'll just go volunteer, and it's like, what if you made a fucking million dollars and you could just give them that, and then you also, so and also, by the way, you could afford to go and travel to places and see how else you could help, and you yes. could. There's just, I think it's just, it's really unfortunate that for generations people have been told how bad money is because it has kept people from manifesting. It has kept totally. people from calling in the life they want to live. We've been given a false dichotomy. You can either be rich or you can be good. And so if you're a good person, well, of course you're going to choose being good and not rich, but I'm a big believer in both and you could be good and rich. And so what I had to do, because my goal is to be a billionaire. I already am a billionaire. It's manifesting that I actually had to reclaim that because there was such negative connotation and judgment and hate towards billionaires. And it is impossible to become something you've been taught to hate. It is impossible to become something you've been taught to judge. So I had to start researching good billionaires who are good billionaires doing good work in the world. And I saw there's so many of them, but they're never talked about. So like the patriarchy designs it on purpose to like keep all the good people afraid and small to never become resource to rise up and change the freaking system and then paint all the rich people as bad. So you never want to become them when the opposite is true. There are so many good people who are super rich doing tons of good work in the world, but we're never, it's never talked about. So you're going to have to research. And I know we're on this money kick, but this is true about anything. If yeah. you want the most lo- loving relationship there is, if you want the most high profile relationship, there's like, you have to Google and find people who are embodying that, living that, having that in a way that is aligned and true for you. Because if you think it's impossible and if you've been taught to fear it, you won't be able to call it in. Oh, I love that you brought up love too. I mean, I know we've been using- Even there, we've been taught to settle. Oh my gosh, people. Oh yeah, there's a, a whole fear of like, there's fear of divorce. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, Brad's time on the show, like he was so embarrassed when he had divorced. Like he mm-hmm. was like, that was like just, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like I, there was this like fear, like this failure. yeah. You know, and also there's so many people who don't go through divorce, like, well, I committed to this and I'm supposed to stay married because that's the thing. And it's like every single one of us is deserved to be loved the way we want to be loved. Every single person. And there there are people out there who want to love you and and that you and so you deserve it. But if you don't believe that, if you can't visualize what being loved is, if you can't visualize all like having that true fan, that family that that is. You know, if you, I grew up in a household that had arguments. So like, I, of, of course I was like, I don't have kids. I don't want to grow. I'll be angry. I'll just fight all the time. Well, but there are loving families that actually uh-huh. talk to their children in an appropriate manner about what they do and don't like. It does happen. And so I love that you call researching out the things that you want you to see. To. You have to. Okay. One last question on manifestation. Cause I can't, I mean, I fucking. You're, uh, thank God you're going to come to Vegas more often. We're just going to have the Nicole, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> session. Everyone's, um, so, you know, you know, you and I had a, a childhood and a life where it's like, it's hard to manifest things you've never seen before. Yes. Oh so gosh. is it as simple as researching? Like, what did you do to, cause like, sometimes you could, I've heard people go, I'm just so stuck. I don't even know what I want. Mm-hmm. What is that? Cause you got to get out of the stuckness to manifest. Cause mm-hmm. it, it, you need grit and tenacity. So you can't just be stuck. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think we actually do know what we want. It's just been covered in muck, mm-hmm. right? It's been covered in doubt, judgment, fear, years of bad experiences. And so it's so buried. So I think really it's reminding your body it's safe to remember. 
It's safe mm -hmm. to remember your desires. It's safe for them to come forward. And, and the beautiful thing about our desires, you are not required to take action on it right away. I think that's another fear people have. Well, if I find out my desires, I have to go after it. And it's like, you're allowed to sit with it as long as you want. I mean, there's people who sit with it for the rest of their lives and never do anything about it, right? So that's one extreme. But it's like, the more I tell my body, what do you want? What would feel good to you? What feels supportive? You're going to at first feel like there's no answers. And then you will off likely find yourself on the other side where you can't write them down fast enough. Mm -hmm. I remember at first, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, ha, ha. And then I sat down and thought about it. I wrote the longest list. I want this. I want this. I want, and I, it almost felt overwhelming because mm -hmm. I have all these wants. How the F do I go after them? So that's for me where I felt like the, the number one common denominator for almost all of it was money. So that's what actually drove me to become wealthy because becoming wealthy is what allowed me to be able to pay all my bills each month. It would allow me to give my children a vacation for the first time. It allowed me and my partner to not scream at each other because we're fighting over who spent the last dollar that month. Like money for me was going to be the, the biggest changing factor in my life. So I'm like, if I can just focus on knowing how to generate and call in money, all most of these ones will, will happen. That was just for me though. So it's like, mm -hmm. you have to let yourself let it all out mm -hmm. and then see if there's a through line. Maybe it's love. Maybe all your situations reflect back to you. Love. And you you feel so unworthy. And there's been such a lack of it. And you've had poor examples of it. So it's like, okay, I want to know what it's like to have a love-filled life. Let me research people or relationships of people who have it. Let me look for it. Let me tell the universe. I have the eyes to see it, the ears here. Bring it into my world. And it is amazing. Well, you will now see that's always been there, but you just didn't have the eyes for it before. Mm -hmm. uh, I love you. I love um, you. <laughs> So good. We're going to take a brief break, really brief. And then you're going to, we're going to find out where you can follow Nicole, work with Nicole. I know she's got manifestation stuff, I'm sure. And then be at action items. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the past three years, we've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed with water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel totally energized and it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Yeah, and you're probably wondering, like, how can you actually do it? No exceptions. I know you guys travel all the time. You've got a lot going on. You're running three businesses. Here's the deal. It's because it's that simple. So when we're at home, after I walk by own, and sometimes August, because sometimes he comes, I open up the fridge. I pull out the dog's wet food and the AG1. I pour my AG1. And if Brad's up, I'll pour his too. And then I give the dogs their food. And we have this morning breakfast with all of our nourishing vitamins and minerals that we need to kickstart our day together as a family. But when we're traveling... What I love so much is these travel packs and they make it so easy to make sure that especially on the road when it's the hardest to get nutrition needs met, like it is impossible. I'm constantly like, is there a salad? Is there a bowl? Like, can I add more veggies to this Thai food? But I know because I have AJ1 in the morning, I am set to go. And it really does make us feel like we're doing things that are healthy for ourselves even when we hit the road. So you cannot make a mistake with AG1. It makes it really easy no matter how busy your life is or maybe your life is simple and you're gonna add something extra simple to it. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you wanna take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Thank you. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, Nicole, where do you hang out? Where can people find you, follow you, fall in love with you? Yes, come hang out. I'm on all the socials. You can find all my links on my website, NicoleMitchell.com. Nicole's N-I-K-O-L-E. I do have a manifestation call, manifestation course called uh, Master the Art of Manifestation. If you like money, I have a great course on how to monetize your your passion. It's called Monetize Your Shit. Um, I have all kinds of courses available I give free content away all the time. So come say hi. And if there's a way I can support you or point you to the right direction or talk about working together, I'm happy to do that. Mm. Yes. Okay. You've given us some great ones on the last episode, but any bold, executable, intrinsic or targeted steps we can take to be it till we see it? Yes. I feel like something that's like really resonates with my soul as we had this conversation is, okay, what is required in manifestation is what we talked about. You have to have integrity. So I want you to take action aligned with who you're becoming. Because mm. if you keep doing, like, if you make decisions based on your current circumstances, you will stay in your current circumstances. So if I'm trying to become a millionaire, but I keep thinking and acting and deciding as a woman on food stamps, I will never make it to a millionaire. I have to think and I have to act like a millionaire. So whatever it is you want to desire and become, I want you to make a decision as though you're already her, mm-hmm. as though you're already him, as you're already them. Mm-hmm. I want you to put money where your mouth is and like mm-hmm. live in integrity with that. It's terrifying for me. That has been my mo- one of my most effective portals to getting where I want to be. Mm. I love that you brought me back because this. All, I mean, this is being it till we see it. So I remember like um, there was a situation with work and I was like, what would a millionaire do? right now? Like what would this person who like runs a million dollar, some figure company do? Would they be stressing about this thing in the customer service department? Or would they be like making sure the systems were in place so that this thing didn't happen again? And you guys, it was like, literally, it took me out of being like in the nitty gritty, keeping my business where it was and took me to the next level, which is like, I can't, if the CEOs are not involved in these things, mm-hmm. people come to them, they present problems. The CEO goes, here's a solution. They go away. So how, how do I put myself on that part? Oh. And that is everything you just said is like, oh, so again, like if it's you guys have to like being until we see it and manifesting is like becoming the woman who's already that and already act there. and taking the steps from that place. That's how you clap time and space. You be her, you act as her, you show up as her. You, you, that's quantum leaping. And mm-hmm. I love that you shared that because my partner works for a huge global company that makes bajillions of dollars, like billions, a multi-billion dollar company. And I'm in the seven figure range as a millionaire. And I like to like, he'll give me his perspective from a billionaire, billionaire perspective. I'm like, oh my God, like I feel the same way, like up levels, it completely changes the way I show up. So again, the value of mentorship, the value of people who are already where you want to be and then take action as though you're already there. Mm, yeah. All right, you guys, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Make sure you tag Nicole, tag the Beat Pod, share this with a friend, share this with your, you know what, here's the deal. You want your people around you to have better stories and feel like you can go places with them. They all need to be on the same page of how this manifests. So share this with everyone and 
let us know how you use these tips in your life. Let us know what you manifest. And until mm. next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. If you want to leave us a message or a question that we might read on another episode, you can text us at plus one three one zero nine zero five 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 three four or send a DM on Instagram at Be It Pod. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan and me, Brad Crowell. It is transcribed, produced, and edited by the epic team at Desenio.co. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all of our content to our website. And finally, to Meredith Root for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y to make sure you save some money on your socks. Because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do.